Most people, when it comes to their portfolios, they don't notice where the fees are. Now, part of that is, now you might see your advisory fee, you know, brokers charging you one, one and a half percent or something to manage your money. Mm -hmm. But a lot of the investments in that portfolio have additional fees of another 0.1 to 1% as well. So you could very well be paying two, two and a half, three percent and not even know it. There are many factors that contribute to success, skill, good work habits, positive mental attitude, and of course, proper planning. So let's head to the drafting table and get this retirement success blueprint underway with Michael Stewart of Crystal Lake Tax and Financial. I'm your co-host, Mark Killian. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back into another edition of the Retirement Success Blueprint with Michael Stewart and myself as we talk investing, finance, and retirement. And we are just around the corner from Thanksgiving. I'm super excited about that. So we're going to knock out this podcast for you this week and talk about some advisors who maybe drop the ball, you know, doing some some areas that maybe they're not paying enough attention to since there's a lot of football watching coming up on the holiday season. We thought this might be an appropriate way to get into it. Mike, what's going on, my friend? How you doing? I'm doing well. Just waiting for Thanksgiving and the Iron Bowl. That's right. Oh, okay. Yeah, the Iron Bowl. Uh, yes, yeah, so there's a lot of good stuff coming up this week uh, or next week, I guess. So we'll uh, we'll knock this out and chat about it a little bit. You know, on the last podcast we were talking, you mentioned the um, inflation rate. You know, it's a little closer to six percent, right? Somewhere between five and six. And so, Social Security has announced a big old whopping five point nine percent COLA adjustment, cost of living adjustment, for people receiving their benefits starting in twenty two in January. They don't usually go this big. I think it's the biggest in like forty years. So, is that's a that's a pretty good indicator that this is real, yeah? Yeah, it is. Because the last thing the government wants to do is give people more money, right? <laughs> so, you know, it's you know, it's all, all kind of kidding aside. I mean, historically, the cost of living adjustments over the last fifty years have been about two point six percent for Social Security. Many individuals have actually received between zero and one one and a half percent over the last twenty years because the government with the measure that they use to basically calculate inflation, have said, hey, we haven't had any inflation for 20 years. Now, the problem with that, they're saying, hey, inflation's 1%, 2%, you know, before this big pickup here, uh, you know, with the supply chain issues and labor issues and things that we, we talked about in the past, is that, um, you know, they say, okay, hey, there's no inflation because they don't figure in the cost of education. They don't figure in uh, fuel costs. They don't figure in housing and they don't figure in groceries. But outside of that, there, you know, there is there is no inflation. But now the reality is there's inflation in everything you spend money on. And because you know, if the government's reporting five or six percent inflation, you know, in real dollars, it's probably eight, 10 percent inflation because the things they use to calculate inflation uh, just don't make any sense. So, you know, they're kind of forced to pay this 5.9 percent cost of living adjustment. Uh, you know, and really, it, it's not going to go away anytime soon. We're looking at probably another 18 to 24 months associated with it. So there's a pretty good chance that not only are Social Security benefits going up 5 6% because of the cost of living adjustment this year, it's probably going to be another 3 to 5% the following year. So for retirees and fixed income, that's good. Now, as far as the inflation, supply chain, labor costs, material shortages, uh, that's not going away anytime soon. So the government will be giving you a little bit more money if you're getting Social Security, but you'll also be paying it back out with higher prices on everything else. Yeah, no, that's a great point. That's a great way of looking at it. And 
you know, we're going to see these, uh, well, I guess we're going to see these things continue into 22 for how long. We'll see how that kind of shakes out. So it is what it is for right now, right? We got My mom always calls it a diet cola. So she was, she's like, yeah, they gave me a diet cola this year. And I said, well, you're getting a, a full caffeinated cola from Social Security to go around. She was like, yeah, I like that. So Yeah, there you go. Uh, all right, so let's talk about where advisors might be dropping the ball, Mike. We see a lot of advisors who maybe don't offer all the advice or services that their client potentially needs. And maybe that's just because it's the wrong type of advisor for your scenario. Maybe they're more into just managing the investments versus providing guidance in some other areas. So what are some of those other areas? Like, for example, reviewing tax returns. Even if you're not a CPA, should your advisor be at least talking with you or reviewing uh, things from a tax slant? Yeah, and, and you know, inside our financial planning practice for Crystal Lake Tax and Financial, it's tax and financial because we have a CPA on staff and we actually do tax preparation and proactive tax planning in addition to the investment side. I've never really understood in the industry, and I've been a fiduciary financial planner for 21 years, I've never understood how an advisor can give someone advice on their money, on their lifetime of retirement savings, on where they're going to get their income from in retirement, when to claim Social Security, all of these things without ever looking at the client's tax return, without ever actually having a conversation about what's your tax liability today, three years from now, 10 years from now, and how do you structure it to minimize a lifetime of taxes? We show clients in many ways how to save hundreds of thousands of dollars in optional unnecessary taxes just by being proactive on the planning side. So, you know, when where advisors drop the ball now, it's not in their business model, right? They want to collect a fee because they manage your money. Okay, but your financial life's more important than that. And taxes are going to be in the government are going to be one of your biggest expenses in retirement. So you need to work with somebody who can actually help you minimize those over a lifetime. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of times, I guess you expect that you're not going to be looking at this if that's not your forte, but often you have a team, right? So if you're working with an advisor, typically they do have a CPA or they have somebody that they can turn to. And of course, in this case, that's already you know set for you. So what about evaluating the fees and costs? Now, this seems like a no-brainer. If you're going to see an advisor, they should be doing this, yeah? Yeah, you would think so. Uh, most individuals I, I come across, this is clients, whether they've got half a million or five million with us. A lot of clients, when they come in, are prospective clients, have no idea what the true costs of fees, both from the advisor, as well as from the various investments that they have are. You know, And, and I use the analogy, it's like, you know, when you go grocery shopping and you take something off the cart, you kind of look at it, you look at the price, you know, you know what your brands cost, you know, you're going to pay a little bit more if you're going to get a little bit more for it, you know, better quality or something. And financial advice is no exception to that. The difference there is most people, when it comes to their portfolios, they don't notice where the fees are. Now, part of that is now you might see your advisory fee, you know, brokers charging you one, one and a half percent or something to manage your money. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the investments in that portfolio have additional fees of another 0.1 to 1% as well. So you could very well be paying two, two and a half, three percent and not even know it. So if you've got a million dollar portfolio and your advisor's charging you one percent, you think you're paying 10 grand. But when you kind of dig into the holdings that you have, you might actually be paying twenty or $30,000 in fees. It doesn't make it wrong necessarily. You just need to know that because if there's a ways to reduce your fees, then that's just more money in your pocket. So you can get the same investments for lower fees, and that's just more money in your pocket as you're trying to accumulate money and more money in your pocket when you're taking income from your retirement savings. Yeah, and that's what we're after. So that would certainly make a lot of sense. You know, the more I can put in my pocket and keep, the better off we're going to be. So 
Now, Mike, you work with just not just retirees, pre-retirees, and even some younger people as well. So the third place here is discussing and planning. I've got retirement income, but maybe just income in general is a better term to use for that. Uh, certainly something that they should be talking about with you, not just managing the investments, but talking about the income needs. Yeah, when we do our retirement success blueprint, our financial plan for clients, it's all built around retirement income as the starting point. So we've got kind of five layers of things that we cover. And the very first one is retirement income. What do we need our income to be in retirement? And then we can go to the investment and the allocation portion on saying, okay, how much risk should we take? You know, how do we generate that income need that we have as we coordinate Social Security and pensions and investments and all these things? So retirement income, we always say, you know, income is the outcome in retirement. So the reason you've been saving for 30, 40 years is to be able to get a sustainable income stream off your investments. And unfortunately, in the industry, you know, Wall Street, big firms in general, they're all about more risk. You know, what that means by that is they just want you to take risk with your money and if you say, well, where's my income going to come from? And I hear this all the time. Somebody asks their broker, you know, well, you know, I, I, I got a million dollars. I need 40,000 of income. Oh, don't worry about it. We'll just sell some shares. We'll send you the money. Okay, but that's cannibalizing principle. That's not income. They're right. just selling your, your stuff and sending you and hoping that the market goes up more than it goes down over time so you don't run out of money. Mm. That's not a strategy. That's hoping that it works out. When we put a retirement income plan together, we want it from interest and dividends or contracts that assure us a certain amount of income. So if we need that $40,000 on the million, we're getting it in interest and dividends independent of if the stock market's going up or down. And that's completely unique in the industry because it's not hope as a strategy. We can look on a sheet of paper and say, this is exactly where our income's coming in and where we're getting a rising income over time. But unfortunately, most just say, hey, we'll just send you some money. You don't realize that it's your own money that right. they're sending. Yeah, where it's coming from. Yeah, that's a great point. Excellent. So thanks for pointing that out. Uh, we're talking about where advisors might be dropping the ball, not covering some of the other services or areas of advice that you might need. Uh, clarifying the target, Mike, and the goal for the invested dollars. So this is kind of that uh, give your your money should have a job type of thing, right? Your money should be working for you. No, exactly. And that's the name of my book, Purpose-Based Investing. You know, Nine Lessons to Rescue Your Retirement from Wall Street. And the reason I called it that is your money should have a purpose. What's the purpose of it? Too many people, and it's the industry is skewed. You know, I always rail on the industry and because it's messed up. And it's because you know they focus on performance. How do we get more? How do we get more? How do we get more? But sometime, especially as you're approaching or in retirement, it's no longer about more. You've saved a majority of what you're going to have for the rest of your life. It has to last you and your family for the next 30 years. So the goal is assigning purpose. Is the purpose of this money to be able to generate income you can't outlive? Great. If that's the case, let's treat it that way. Let's not just pretend by throwing it in the market somehow or another, we're achieving something if it doesn't align with your goal. So give it purpose. Is it for income? Is it for growth? Is it to leave a legacy? Assign it the purpose of the money instead of focusing solely on the performance. Because the problem with performance is you get it. And then sometimes, you know, what giveth taketh away at the same time. <laughs> yeah, very, very true. And then the final piece of that, Mike, would be reviewing the family goals or the legacy plans. If you're working with basically just a broker who's focused on the accumulation, uh, you're certainly not going to have any conversation around, you know, how to leave the money. No, exactly. And so one of the things that we do, you know, we mentioned the plan every week when we talk is it comes out and say, okay, there's five components to our true retirement success blueprint plan. And if you don't, if you're missing any one of these five, you don't have a true retirement plan. The first one is retirement income. How do we coordinate all the resources we have? How much income do we need? Whether it's social security, pension, investments, savings, whatever it is, what income level do we need and how do we get it? 
The second one is asset allocation, our investment plan. You know, this is where the industry once again gets it backwards. They tell you, you know, you come and say, I got a million bucks and they say, okay, here's how you should invest it before finding out about your goals. So what they need to do is say, okay, what are your goals? Well, we need income from our portfolio. We only need to take this amount of risk. Then you do the investments. Third is your tax mitigation. How do you minimize taxes in retirement so you and your family don't pay unnecessary and avoidable taxes? It's easy to do, but you got to work with somebody that knows it. Fourth is a healthcare plan. If we're retiring before 65, how do we bridge to Medicare? Uh, if we're going to need home-based healthcare, long-term care, how would we pay for it? And then the fifth piece, and that's where this question comes in about family goals and legacy plans, is how important is leaving a legacy for you? So we want to make sure that we have the right documents and the right strategies in place to protect your family if something happens to you and leave the legacy that you want. Now, once again, when we have that conversation on the legacy side with clients, a lot of clients will say, you know what? I love my kids, but I sent them through college and, you know, wife, you know, they're doing better than I've ever done. So, you know, if there's something left over, that's great. I just don't want to do it at the expense of my own retirement. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. We can plan a retirement that does that. If we do it right, there is going to be plenty left over for the kids and the grandkids and the charitable organizations you care about. The difference is, is it has to be planned for. Absolutely. Well, if you're not having these conversations, folks, with your advisor or with your broker, whoever it might be, then you know, it might be something to consider because there's this big puzzle that is retirement planning and there's all these little pieces that you certainly should be addressing. And if you need some help, definitely reach out to a qualified professional like Mike and his team at Crystal Lake Tax and Financial. Call them at 815-526-3092. It's 815-526-3092. As he mentioned earlier, they're kind of that one-stop shop with the CPA, enrolled agent, paralegal, all on staff. So give them a jingle. Stop by the website. Learn a little bit more at crystallaketax.com. That's crystallaketax.com. And you can drop us an email as well to the podcast if you'd like. And we're going to take one to wrap up the show this week from Mary in Libertyville. And she says, Mike, we've never lived on a budget our entire lives. And my husband is very resistant to the idea of having a budget once we retire. But without one, how can we be sure we won't run out of money 10 years before we die? Uh, Mike, it's the B word. Nobody likes the B word. Yeah, no, actually in our office, Mary, we don't even use the B word. The, nobody likes to budget. So when we sit down with clients, then especially if they're approaching retirement, so they're saying, okay, you know, I've done a good job accumulating and saving over the years, but how do I actually get income from my portfolio to make sure that it lasts as long as I do, you know, they don't run out of money. Then, you know, we, we, we call it a spending plan, you know, because people like to spend, nobody likes to budget. So, you know, uh, for some that they, they want to sharpen the pencil, they want to go back and look at the last three months, six months of checking accounts and all this kind of stuff and say, okay, I spent this on utilities and this on here. That's what we call a bottom up analysis, Mary. Nobody likes to do that either, right? I mean, maybe the engineers <laughs> with the numbers, they've got their own spreadsheets and things, and they usually bring them in when they got them. You know, they want to show me their Excel skills. Uh, but, you know, uh, Mary, the, the best way to do this is the question that I ask, and, and this is in our kind of fit meeting, our initial meeting is if we're looking at how much income do we need in retirement and we want the same kind of lifestyle, I'll say between you and your husband, you don't necessarily need to come out and budget and do a spending plan in that. Um, how was your cash flow based on the income you already had coming in? And what I mean by that is at the end of the month, was there more month or more money, right? So if you were still saving during that time, and you know, maybe accumulating, or even if it's just a break even, then really that net amount, whatever your paychecks were after all the taxes and fees and all that kind of stuff, that's what you're living on. 
So let's say that was five grand a month, right? So you, you between the two of you may have made $7,000 or $8,000 a month and you're putting money in the 401k, paying social security tax, income tax, all this kind of stuff. But then at the end of the day, you add up what the net paychecks, what you actually got direct deposited. And let's say that came out to 5,000 a month. Well, what that really means is if that amount was good enough to pay all your bills, allow you to travel, do the things that you wanted to, then we could use that as a baseline and say, okay, five grand a month is 60,000 a year. So if we can get you $60,000 after taxes, you're living the same lifestyle that you did when you work. You just don't have to work for it anymore. So let's say social security is paying 40 grand of that for you. Okay. Well, social security, 40 of that's already coming in. So now we just need to supplement another $20,000, you know, plus a little bit more for taxes. But that's how you kind of back into that number to make sure you don't run out of money. You know, now there's a little bit more complicated than that, but that's a very good way to start because then you say, okay, you know, can I replace the income that was already working for us with the lifestyle that we have? And then after that works, we figure out that income, then we can go back to things and say, okay, well, what could go wrong? Well, if we take too much risk, the bottom could fall out of the market. That could be a problem. So let's take care of that. Uh, If we had a healthcare event, long-term care or something, uh, how could we mitigate that? Maybe we had a long-term care policy or self-insure, whatever we choose to do, we kind of check that box too. So you kind of say, okay, let's kind of top down our income and say, what are we living on now after taxes? Can we recreate that? And then take care of the what ifs. And that's that's the good thing about the planning process. It addresses all those things. So Mary, make sure whether it's us or whomever you're working with, you do that top-down analysis for your income. Because if you're okay with it right now and you build in a little bit of a rising income, you, you should be okay in the long run. All right. Thank you so much, Mary, for the question. We certainly appreciate it. Thanks for listening to Retirement Success Blueprint Podcast. We always appreciate folks' time. If you haven't subscribed, consider doing so. You can find it at Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeartStitcher. All those places is where you can find them on the apps that are a lot of times on your phone already, or just stop by the website and find all the information there. A lot of good tools, tips, and resources at Mike's website at crystallaketax.com. That's crystallaketax.com. Mike, thanks for hanging out with me as always. Have a great holiday week, and I'll see you in December. Enjoy yourself as well, Mark. Take care. We'll catch you next time here on the Retirement Success Blueprint with Michael Stewart. Investment advisory services offered through Sound Income Strategies, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Crystal Lake Tax and Financial and Sound Income Strategies, LLC, are not associated entities. Crystal Lake Tax and Financial is a franchise of the Retirement Income Store. The Retirement Income Store and Sound Income Strategies, LLC, are associated entities.